hive in the vault today. It is, I believe, June 24th and uh, summer day. Hanging out in the vault. Got my good buddy here, Mr. Walter Morgan. Say hello, Walt. What's up? So he's kind of be kind of writing down uh, your stuff and feeding them to me as we talk about what's going on in the world, in the world of metal, in the world of horror, in the world of in the world of the world that we live in today. So I know that uh, a lot of you saw on Blabbermouth that, um, and this is a big thing for everyone, that Exodus will be getting back in the studio. You saw that too, right? Yeah. Well, in September. That Exodus, Gary has said he's, God, didn't you say you saw songs too? You both of those more than me. <laughs> six songs are done. Six songs are done. And a million riffs, quote. And unquote. a million riffs, of course, of course. See, I, I want you guys to know that I'm hearing it like you guys are, and, and I know it. Actually, I know a little more, but not but not too much more. I know when uh, this phase of Exodus goes on, the best way to do it is I, I, I don't even call him. I just let him go. I know he's in very deep riding mode right now, so I know what you guys are. We are going up north, I guess, um, and isolating ourselves with, like he said, guns, beers, and what else, and... And, and riffs, is that what it is? Guitars, beers, Gu guitars, and guns. Guitars, beers, and guns. And these are quotes, okay, that I'm getting. So uh, um, that's great news for everybody who's been very patient with us, knowing, you know, that the main songwriter of this band has been, you know, very busy with another band, and it made it hard with touring schedules for both bands for us to actually get time to write a record, a quality record, a record that Exodus is worthy of, not one that you just want to you know oh we just need a record out well you know exodus is never and gary's never going to do anything like that so i'm just going to tell you i i did have a conversation with tom hunting the other day and he has heard the five he said five you're saying six yeah six songs and gary i said. hear it's very crushingly heavy like we would expect so i'm excited as you guys are uh to he see said this. it was you're going to hear some different things that you've never heard in Exodus. Well, you know what? I, you know, I'm going to turn it over to Walt because Walt, <laughs> tell, tell us, you had written it down. You had actually uh, written, wrote it down. I transcribed it. I listened what, to what, it twice. You listened, what, and, and tell me, what, what, what forum did you hear that on? Um, it was on their um, Exodus. Uh, well, I, I, it was his Instagram Live that he went on Marshall Amps. And it was his first time he ever went live, but he went under the Marshall Amps thing. So he uh -huh. talked a lot about Gears. Uh, gear he uses and what he uses, right. but I didn't get all that. I, I just got the good questions on what is <laughs> fans. And, you mean the fan questions, the right? One you know, but uh, it was very interesting. If anybody gets a chance to watch it, it's on the Exodus board, and I transcribed all the good stuff that you know. If you're a musician, you should listen to it and want to hear about everything. But yeah, so I heard a lot about the new album, and it's going to be crushing. I guess I need to tune in and find <laughs> out that. Of course, it's going to be crushing. I mean, I, I'm sorry. To, to, I right. think his craft has really been really honed in now. I mean, between playing, you know, obviously with Exodus for so many years and getting, you know, the opportunity to play in Slayer on the level that they play. And I think his musicianship, his writing and his, you know, you know, now other influences. I, I, I think it's going to be really exciting to see what happens with the new Exodus. So um, I'm here, and Walt's writing down some questions. So um, we want to get to a few of them. Who's who's? Uh, uh, do you, did you write down who yeah. they're coming from? Yes, so, I did. Okay, I'm ready. Hey, raining on your parade uh, was the first question, and he asked 
uh, are you into craft beers and do you drink anymore? I don't drink anymore. Although when I go on the road with Exodus, because I'm not driving the bus, I do find nights where I'm drinking, having drinks, but it, it's like vodka. It's uh, I'm not really drinking beer. Although I do like when we're in Belgium, I like the taste of like the Trappist beers that the monks, and I do like some of the beers that we get over there in Europe's really good. I don't ever really find myself in um, America having a beer too much. I mean, if you see me having a beer when I'm home, or even a drink for that matter, then it's somebody's birthday or somebody's special occasion, really, because I just don't. I mean, everybody knows that, you know, I grew up in California. I'm a pothead. I smoke weed, you know, and that's what I do. I don't take any other drugs. I just like to smoke weed. It's just the way it is. I mean, and luckily I live in a state where it's completely legal to do so. So, you know. I'm very fortunate for me. No, not too much of a drinker anymore, though. But I did like, especially the last tour, the Bass Strikes Bad tour, I did get out a few nights, and they were like, come on, Zet. And I was, I had a couple of them. I like I, heard uh, that. I like vodka and uh, soda with a lime or vodka and grapefruit juice. They used to call it a Greyhound back in the 80s. Yeah. So I like that, and I'd like Kettle One Vodka, and I... Or the better stuff, Belvedere, Grey Goose. I, I do like that. And and uh, and I had some fun with it, but not to where it was going to hinder my performance on any way, like back in the old days when it was like, you know. Full on. Full on. Well, so we won't even get into what we the did. The sun's coming up. The, the sun's coming up. That means there's time for more. Come on. So. so. All right. Uh, Claire Wilson asked a good one. Uh, have you considered writing an autobiography? Hi, Claire. How are you and the family? Good to hear from you. Um, and many people have come at me and asked me to do that. Uh, uh, actually, um, my son is getting married, so my future daughter-in-law had bugged me the past few years that she wanted me to. She would write it down, and I said, well, I'm still writing the book, meaning I'm still living it, Claire. So I don't want to go out and do two books. We'll just make it one real thick one. So I'm sure we'll have a part in there through the heavy metal parents and the heavy metal moms out there so thanks for always staying close claire all right we're gonna go to the horror section here and zombie burnings wants to know have you ever seen slaughter high oh i watched it again last week uh, it, it's the greatest you can get any of that stuff on shutter and and any of that stuff on, on amazon prime i i actually watched the first two phantasms last week again just to watch they had said they had remastered it which is fine but i just it's so creepy and the, the, the angus scrim the tall man is just so creepy but yes i love that movie it's a horror it's great slaughter high yes great movie all right another uh, good question uh, metal madness 66 uh, what did you do for a living during the time that you were weren't in exodus in between I, play, I was a union carpenter. I, I actually, during, even during the Temple of the Damned years, I was actually coming off tour in the very next day going, I was a foreman for a union, I, union, I was a union carpenter for a union door company. I installed commercial doors. Like for you know, schools and big yeah, heavy hardwares, hard, you know, panic bars, closers, big dolls in schools. I mean, we'd install, we'd go into a building and put 6,000 doors in a building and all the hardware and stuff. So I did that sort of thing. But even while we, and that partly had why I couldn't do it anymore after Temple of the Damned, it was hard to juggle a young family, uh, a full-time band and a full-time job that wanted me there all the time. So it was, uh, it was kind of tough, but uh, it definitely 
took care of me, you know, while, while it took care of my kids and medical. It's hard work too. While huh? I was married, it was hard work. That's why, yeah, I really appreciate, and I and I never did even before, but I never have taken the business for granted. I never taken you guys, the fans, for granted because, you know, I'm very accessible and uh, you can always get, you know, you can always get me for an autograph or a picture and I do stuff like this where I'm online and I answer your you can tell anything coming off of me is straight up genuine and honest, and that's how I like to tell it because I got nothing to hide, and and anything I did was an experience. And do I regret it? No fucking regrets whatsoever. All right. And Slasher Pepper wants to know: Have you heard any of the new Machine Head songs that were just released, like without an album? They've been digital only. You know, and I love, and I I saw that episode, bro. It was great. I actually, this guy has a podcast, Slasher Pepper, and I did his. Uh, his webcast actually, and it's just about horror. I haven't heard the new stuff. I, I didn't. I didn't know they had released anything that they had. Did they do that? Walter? Yeah, they did. How long ago? Just recently, like they released a in song a week, a couple weeks ago. Okay, no, like I haven't that. heard but that, so, so I'll have to know. check that out. I don't. We'll definitely check that out. All right, Zoo Station loves the gray hair look. Is that a lot of people say that? I think it's just the light, but you know, other than that, on this one. I, I, I'm probably not, you know, I don't dye my hair. I remember when I first got back into Access, I had purple hair, and that was because I played in Hatriot. It was a different mentality or a different uh, approach with that. But, I mean, you know, I'm 56 years old. It's kind of brown, not really going anywhere. It's all still here. You know, I'm not balding in the back. It's, it's all still full. You can yank a hair. And so I am just figured, you know, hey, you gotta, you gotta do what your, you know, your age is. And I'm not trying to look younger. I'm trying to look good, but not any younger. I you think know? you always been real, so you're just keeping it real. Yeah, just keep it, keep it real, huh? Well, I guess, yeah, keeping it, it real. A disaster piece uh, wants to know if you have any memories of Phil and Selma when you were with them on tour, maybe. Oh God, how many memories do you want to talk about? I mean, I, okay, that was um, the young you. Okay, the young you. Okay, I'll just give you one memory. It would be funny. We would be backstage, and he's probably going to, when he kills me, he's like, oh, man, you told this story, man. He's going to say, uh, um, Phil is very well endowed, and he is not afraid to let you know that he is well endowed. And you would be like, oh, my God, it's a monster. You'd go, he'd go like this, you should see my dad. And he would take a beer bottle, and he would, like, curl it under his quite big large and and set it on there and he'd walk over to like a girl backstage and go hey can i get you a beer and and, and have it and it could sit right there he wouldn't even have to hold the top of the beer it would literally sit there and he'd walk over and it'd be and you'd you'd die because the chick's not even noticing you know what he's doing you know so uh that's one of millions that i can go into but uh there'll be more times for those all right and also another question was what are your Favorite countries to visit on tour? Um, all of the countries are great to visit on tour. There's nowhere that I dislike. All of the Exodus fans all over the world are the best. Are they more crazy in certain parts? They definitely are. South America especially. And that doesn't say anything against Japan or Europe or the United States because I'll give this to, the, to Europe. We first toured the Bass Strikes Back tour in Europe to see how it would go because we knew Europe is definitely metal ground and anywhere is great, especially now that we've been around so long. I, I think that we're more thankful to be around 
And I think that we're more thankful that the fans are still here to see us play. And we're still here and, and able physically to play the music good, you know. So I, I have to say the the world is great. The live shows now are great everywhere. Europe was just off the damn chain from England to Norway, man. They kicked ass from top to bottom. We didn't have any shows, which, and you've heard me say this many times, I call them clunkers, where you walk in and go, ooh, ooh. And I guess nobody got the the, the, the notice that Exodus was in town tonight, because that happens, people. That does. If you think it's, it's balls out walls everywhere, if for the most part it is, but, you know, and it happens to every band, too. Don't think that it doesn't. And so, and you uh, still put in the same effort. Exactly. Oh, of course, I don't care you. if there's yeah. ten or ten thousand or a hundred thousand. I'm gonna rock you. You know that's what I'm there for. But it, it's just uh, it, it, everywhere is really great. Um, and uh, you know, it's fun to play at home. It's it's fun to play in New York. It's fun to play in, in in Canada. There's such great fans. Mexico loves Exodus. Brazil, Argentina, you know, uh, uh, Uruguay, Paraguay, Peru, Chile. They all love Exodus. Um, all the places that we just went into Europe, Russia, Turkey, uh, actually Phil Demmel and I and uh, Chris Adler and uh, James Lomenzo did uh, this cover thing called Hail. And we went over to Dubai and Bahrain and played some shows there as this cover band called Hail. And we did like 22 songs like Metallica and Megadeth and Iron Maiden and Kiss and, and the fans we're going crazy. So for all my fans that are out in uh, Saudi, the Saudi Arabia areas, Bahrain and Dubai, it was great. I've been to it Dubai. Was, it was great. great to go out there and see you guys. You guys are, um, again, those fans are very hungry and very loving and very knowledgeable metal fans. So I don't know. I can't say any of the metal fans in the world suck because you don't. Because metal fans don't suck, Walt. You know that. I know that. We're, 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 we love our... We it's love universal. our music, you know what I mean? It's not like anybody came up to you and said, here, listen to this, this is fucking cool today. You know, you love metal because it drives through your veins. You know, when I get up in the morning and I go exercise or I go for a long-ass walk, what do you think I'm playing in my earphones, you know what I mean? This morning I had Dead Kennedy's uh, uh, Plastic Surgery Disasters on. I needed some punk music to get me going, but it's always something that's... Uh, aggressive and heavy and it's hard and, and it's what i do it's metal right also i think since you got older and you talked about this before that actually you enjoy since you were younger and now the older zetra you enjoy the culture and the food and getting out and actually talking to the people and and seeing what each country has to offer that's different right they're all it's different everywhere you go you know the thing was is we were so you know stuck on you know, uh, uh, you know, partying so much that, you know, you're getting the next town. And, and now it's like there's so much going on, you know, and so much you want to see. Of course, there's a lot of times where you don't have time to uh, to do that. But um, there's also times where, um, um, you know, you do. You got we had a day off in Barcelona that was killer. You know what I mean? So I know you got the food always looks killer. It's great. Lobster so, here. You know what I mean? All the time. You know, we had all great band dinners talk about spreading the coronavirus. Yeah. We did nothing but but have complete uh, band dinners and everybody was hanging out and, 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 and clinching glasses and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I do enjoy it more now. And I'm glad that I have a, a, a clear head doing it now. And um, I'm glad that I can go out and play. So 
much better because I'm sorry. I'm singing and my performances are better now than they ever were in the 80s or 90s or whenever, ever, ever. And do you warm up your voice before? Never. You Never. Some, I'm the only one that doesn't. Do. I know many do. Almost all of them do. I know Mark Cosigata does. I know Chuck Billy has a yes. whole full a regiment. regiment. Yeah. So many people do. And I just don't. It's and, just not uh, Ronnie James Dio always said he didn't. I think they lost us. The little girl in, you asked it, Walter, you asked that question again, Walt? Yeah. Uh, do you, Disaster Piece asks, uh, do, who is the girl in the music video, A Good Day to Die? Um, the little girl. Uh, the girl in the music video. That's all he says, if you can remember. Uh, I, I believe it was a little girl, right, in Good Day to Die. Uh, 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 well, actually, he was a boy, the blonde kid. Because there was a little girl and a little boy in, in that. Remember that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I, I probably an actress, probably. Right. We hired actresses back then. And you spent like a couple days. Yeah, we videos. were stupid. <laughs> we spent wasted dumb money. I don't even want to go into that. I could open the. I don't fucking... think you like videos back then. You used to tell I hated me. them. I, I just hate them today. They go faster they, today, though. Bro. They take like two, three days. Oh God! I'd be like, I dread them. I wouldn't sleep nights before. People go, wow. The great rock and roll experience. You're in a band and you're doing a video. I, I swear to God, I fucking dreaded them. I didn't like to do videos. It wasn't something that uh, uh, that was fun for me. You know what I mean? Say so it was it did. people. I, the end result, I loved watching, doing it and doing the take. Like everybody, like Toxic Waltz, you were there. Yep. How many times do you think we played the song? Well, 200, <laughs> 250. All day long. In two days. Two days. Yeah. And Saturday so after that week, when everybody was loving Toxic Waltz and going, "Oh, it's my favorite song ever," I couldn't fucking stand that song, and it wasn't even released yet. All right, Damian Healy. This is a good question. Uh, with Gary playing in Slayer in the last few years, and Lee currently with Heathen, why do you feel the need to leave Hatred uh, when you return to Exodus? Why not do double duty? You know, at the time, it wasn't feasible. At the time, Blood and Blood Out came out, and even though Gary wasn't there, and that Craig and, or I mean, Lee is now going to do um, um, Heathen, we were still working. We were still working continuously, you know, and so I couldn't dip in and dip out. And I think that, and again, my sons made that decision, not me. I gave it my blessing once I heard my son sing, but I remember them coming to my house, and I think I still have the paper of them firing me because, and I said, and who's your singer? And they pointed over to my oldest, Cody, and if you've heard from Days Unto Darkness, you can see that he's got it. He's fine. And then I had him go in the studio and sing two songs off of um, um, the first record, uh, Heroes of Origin, and and uh, and um, the second record. And they went and uh, he did a song off of each and um, Dawn of the New Centurion, and he, he killed it. He fucking totally killed it. And I was like, wow, that's really good. You have my blessing because they wanted to book shows and it's like I'm booking tours with Exodus and it's like, well, I can't play for three months because I got to go do this. So it wasn't fair to them. Actually, his first time that he sang, I went to the show here. It was local and it was the first time he ever sang. He was all nervous. And, and, and he was blowing his voice out first and now he's gotten out where he relaxes and he doesn't and he knows what he's doing. And I think, and I'm, I'm seeing some of your comments come up. He's got a fantastic voice. He does sound a lot like me, but he's like, 
<gasps> he still has that uh, 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 lower end. Lower end, yeah. And 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 and, and yes, Claire. Nick kills it on the drums. She he does, and and it's like I I I I mean they're it's like they've been around quality their whole life. Think about it. You know what I mean? And and they're not. They knew what they had to do to be at that level. And they and I would tell them. I mean, I would be when they were learning their instruments. You know, Cody was a great study, and, and 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 Nick had the hardest job because it's heavy metal drums. And I said, "You want your kicks to be fast? You better listen to your boy." And his boy was Joey Jordison. And if you go listen to a a, a Slipknot record with Joey on it, then those his kicks are quite quick. That was his era. Those were his bands. You know what I mean? Fraser Dawson, or along with Over CK Gaming. What are some of your best memories from when you were in Legacy? So, partying outside in the parking lot, things that you know you probably don't things. do anymore, huh? No, 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 not those things anymore. All right, and uh, I know my internet is not that well right now. Down here in the vault, it's hard to get internet, and so it is kind of flaking. So I apologize for that. That's why, for the most part, I don't go live because I like my show to look really good and really nice for all of you guys. So you can see it and hear it really, really well. But I found that this has been fun the last few times to do with you guys. And so um, I wanted to do that and let you know that like this week, I, I and because I'm using three cameras, there's a lot more production that goes to edit them. He's at home going, yeah, it's me. I'm busy right now. Because yesterday I actually filmed uh, Will Carroll, which will be up next week, Walt. And Will Carroll tells us all about his life things that went on, things that happened to him that he fought when he was uh, under the in, induced coma. So next Tuesday, I think, they'll look out for that. We're going to be running that. So next Tuesday. But I am busy filming those. And when I do, um, you know, film stuff like that, I at least like to fill in the week here because we haven't had an episode this week and at least come and take your calls or take your, you know, comments and see, because I see them. And I appreciate all you guys that have, like, you know, definitely signed up and subscribed to my channel because it's been a lot of fun over the last... We've been doing this for, what, over a year now, right, Walt? Mm -hmm. We're in the second a season. Over, we're second season. And I like, you know, on this, there's no intro, there's no outro, there's nothing like that. It's just me saying goodbye and I close the book and that's it. But I do like all that kind of production and I like, you know, all the I can't... I can't I candy that's on my set that I do have people kick me down, especially Will Hebner from Toy Slayer. He's one that gives me most of the toys here. But I do have, my, I'm a toy guy and everybody knows that. So definitely uh, collecting toys. So what else we got, Walt? Guitar Ghost. Uh, which Exodus album do you f most identify with or what's the one you like the most? Well, you know, it's funny because uh, the, the most recent one I love every song of. And I, it's not like in there was Exodus Records in the past where I didn't like every song on. I there was only one where I there were songs on it I didn't like, and I have yet to do that one. That one's actually coming up next. For you people that have been watching the Vault over the year, you know that I've reviewed my look on how we recorded each record, and we are at force of habit right now, are we not? You know, I'll just give you a little. Gary quoted that he said that uh, actually that album for him was some of the best guitar work for him and Rick even though it didn't get as big a claim as... Definitely. I don't... To me, it's not the sheer, violent, brutal exodus. 
kick in your face and rape your, in my eyes. But I know many people that love that record. Again, I'm not going to get into Impact right now. I would probably say the new one and then to go backwards, go into tempo, even, even that, because we were very pissed off at that time and if you listen to that record you could tell there was we a layoff off. and you can't that's one of my favorites because and we, so that was the one coming back from land and i think that we came uh hitting the ball out of the park then why wouldn't you say well that one's definitely a, a, you know yeah. very well i love it um so elliot wiss uh, asked uh, at the manchester show this year exodus and death angels didn't have to take uh two more so we had to use smaller Backdrops on that. That's all. That's why. Okay. Is this? Yep. We're we're back. Okay. I know we keep they keep losing. We keep losing. Yeah. I'm sorry. My fucking internet's oh. all messed up. Zoo Station has a good one. Uh, what are your thoughts on the recent news that Live Nation released regarding bands guarantees and touring due to the virus? Boy, why don't you just stick a fucking gun to our head and shoot it and blow kill us all? I mean, that is like the worst thing they could fucking do. It's the worst thing. I mean... They want more money, basically. The 1% of the acts that you know, 1%, mind you, and I think it's even less than that, are the Taylor Swifts and the, you know... Metallica. The Metallica and the Jay-Zs and Beyonce's. The rest of us are all working stiffs, and that'll be killed. That'll kill us. So I think they're violating antitrust laws there. They're not supposed to monopolize on something that they've completely, obviously, monopolized on. I mean, didn't didn't uh, didn't they buy all Clear Channel up and everything? I mean, I, I don't think that's even legal. Why don't they take the they're, hit? They're yeah, a multi-million dollar. I, I don't get it. Why, exactly. They're, <laughs> they're not, no, they'll pass it on us. And you know what's going to happen eventually? And I really hate to say this, but eventually it gets passed on to you guys because. You want, you're going to want to see your bands, and look how ticket prices have raised over the years. They've gotten so crazy. I mean, I have a poster in my bedroom that I'm very proud of. It's when Exodus uh, played. We toured with Black Sabbath for the Dehumanizer Tour in 92, and it was the only tour, only date on the tour where there was a poster made with a picture of each each one of us. And, uh, and um, I... Uh, I put it on my wall. It cost $14.25 to get into that show. That's because we could sell records back then. Uh, you know, T-shirts were $15 or $20, not $35 and $40, $80 for a hoodie. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bands had to learn how to make money, and that's the only reason. So it got passed on to you, the consumer. So uh, boycott Clear Channel. Just boycott Clear Channel. That's what you can do. All right. This is from a Dutch fan, and it's a good one. Uh, Jordy Beers Van, um, how was your experience at the Dynamo Festival in 88? We were just talking about that. Best, best one ever. Best show ever I've ever played, ever. It was the big time I've ever seen a crowd that big. I headlined it, and I'd never seen... It was 80,000. I was there. I, I'd never seen so many people there for us and knew this. And for, so to me, that's why I played bigger ones since then. Many. But that one, to me, because it was the first, was the most memorable. Yes, definitely fun. Uh, you know what's funny about that was uh, Mike Coons running around naked. Oh, naked. With, with uh, Tony Isabella. Tony Isabella. <laughs> Wasn't she grabbing his ass, I think? I don't know. It's, that was it fun. It put her in shock. But, Mike uh, Coons from Laws Rocket. Coonsy, we love you. All right. And uh, John Rogers, is Costa going to do a guest solo on the new Exodus? Doubt it. I doubt it very much. 
It sounds like a good idea, but I'm going to let this, uh, I'm going to let Gary Holt go. You know what I mean? It's probably, I, I, I couldn't tell you. And, and again, I'm not in on that sort of thing. I, I would say Costa, probably not. I don't know who else. Maybe. Um, I, I've I don't heard know. Rick Canolt. That's what Gary says. I don't know. Gary, is that what you, Gary said, Rick? Yeah, Rick's mm, going to okay, play. Okay, well, then there you go. No, 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 no. Go ahead, Walt. Would you, <laughs> say it, you know. Walt through again, knowing better and better, um, more and more. I think that the Exodus fans out there go to the Exodus board a lot, too, and that's uh, what he claimed on his Instagram yeah. live. But uh, another one we have... Um, what is uh you look like brian posein kind of well this is doesn't he look like brian posein everybody but look, look, look yeah, back in there look back in there he looks like brian posein but but zetro's grandpa because he is a grandpa friend, now brian posein i love that man okay and this is gear holt from norway do you feel gary holt is still underrated as a guitar player and especially as a writer um, I think that he's going to get his just do real coming real this next record. But yes, I think because now because of the stint that he's done and the way they finished it up, there's definitely uh, going to be more attention put on Gary and more attention put on um, on on his, his writing ability and playing and recording. So I leads of that whole thing. Uh, but I think because he's been the real deal forever. And believe me, I've been playing with him since 1986. He's the fucking real deal all the way around. He can play lead, rhythm, write, write lyrics, everything. He's the full package when it comes to thrash. That's in my eyes. And I'm, and I'm very fortunate to be able to play and have been able to play alongside somebody, you know, that's that's especially revered by all of you fans because I read what you say about him and, and it's all the truth. He's the fucking man. He's the real deal. He is. Uh, Dan S. wants to know uh, what bands you like to tour with and which ones would you like to tour with if you got the chance? All of our uh, bands that we tour with are all our friends. Usually we go out with like Hate Breed and, and, and uh, Suicidal Guys are our friends and Creator we tour with a lot and of course Death Angel we tour with Testament. You know, we play on festivals with, you know, uh, all of those bands um, that are in our genre um, from everybody from Megadeth to Anthrax. I mean, we're very fortunate. Um, um, I don't know. I, I, I've gotten How to about play. Power Trip? I'd love to see you. We, we played with them oh. before. We obit It was Power Trip, Obituary Exodus. Uh -huh. yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, I love Power Trip. Great. Well, talk about way, a way to keep the flag flying, huh? Yeah, definitely. Really. You want to talk about anybody's, what's your next new bands, really? Well, if you haven't heard them, you know, if Havoc or Hatred aren't coming your way, you know. It's not working for you, which which you which is, you'd be out of your mind if you didn't like those bands and hatchet bands right. like that. But municipal waste, municipal waste, exactly. But power trip, yeah, definitely right up there. Killer band, I love them. Oversee King Gaming again wants to know your thoughts on Titans of Creation and New Testament. I wrote False Prophets. Uh, great, it's Testament. It's great Testament. It's awesome leads. It's awesome. Rhythms, it's very aggressive. The musicianship is stellar because of every player. I think um, the lyrical writing is great, and it's not just myself. It's also Chuck and Del James and Alex. So, uh, you know, it's a group effort there. I, of course it's great. They, they don't put out shitty music, you know. Exodus doesn't either. Death Angel doesn't either. Violence doesn't either, you know. The, the Bay Area bands don't put out albums that are subpar. Well, you know that. I know. So it's all real deal shit here. Still doing it 35 years later. I know. 
Guitar Ghost. Uh, what is the band that you liked most when you were little? Led Zeppelin is one of my first thing I heard. Uh, my dad was a biker, and I've told the story many times. And he grew up, uh, and I grew up, you know, going into the garage when he was working on his Harleys. And like, you know, I remember hearing Stairway to Heaven. I think I was eight. And for my eighth birthday, he bought me the it was a pink eight track. And it was the old man with the sticks on his back. And uh, from then on, but then I'm anything heavy, anything hard. We're talking 1970. You keep graduating, I think. You get oh, yeah. I mean, I got heavier. Yeah. You see Ted Nugent, UFO, Judas Priest. A natural got, progression. It's just definitely. And, All right, that's good. Um, this is a good one. Zoo Station wanted to know uh, your thoughts on Michael Butler during the Force of Habit era. Butler's great. I have Butler. I have an uh, ACDC tribute band, and I have Will Carroll and Butler in my tribute band. Butler was great. Butler brought look. Butler... Butler is a true bass player. Butler plays that bass like the bass should be played. He's a great backup singer. He's a great performer. His own band, The Butlers, which is um, an actual um, a cover band, 70s, uh, hard. Um, I believe we are. Again, I... Wouldn't you know that, Walt? <laughs> Walt, you tell me. I, are we going to use Andy Sleep again? Did he say? I, I believe you are because everybody. I think does. so. <laughs> I, no, I and I, I was told that because he's got a break in some things that he was doing, that that's what's going to happen. But that's what I that's what I've heard through the grapevine. But again, Walt seems to be more of a <laughs> expert on Exodus at what we're doing right now. I'm just going to call you from now on. Okay, you can tell me I'll what's let you going know. On. Thanks. I appreciate that. All right. Disaster piece. Uh, this is a good one. Hey, Zetro, what's your favorite breed of dog? A pug. I Come on. That. I got three of them. I got three of them that are sitting at the door of the other side of the vault right now, believe me, going, for the minute I walk in, I got and lover pugs too, don't I? Didn't you rescue one you, you, out of the kindness of your heart, right? Yeah, somebody left one. My, 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 my little boy, Dexter, somebody left him on the streets of Oakland to die. And these little old ladies found him. And one of these little old ladies knew another old lady, little old lady who happened to be my son's girlfriend's grandmother. I mean, we're talking six degrees of separation here. And uh, they knew that I had a couple of pugs already. And they called me and then I saw him and his eye was all messed up and he was scared. And I could tell that, you know, he's probably on some makeshift puppy mill when these assholes, you know, couldn't take him to the SPCA. They just let him go because they ask questions when you, you know, you to why you turn this dog in so we know because he wasn't neutered his nails were was just curled over you know his eye was all messed up so he's such a lover he's my funniest little dog he does so much funny things i love him to death and we've taken care of him and um yeah he's he's been quite expensive over the past three years but i wouldn't have spent wasted my money not at all i love that little guy he's sitting on the other side of the vault right now Waiting for Daddy to finish. He'll be the first one to greet me. Believe me. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on Invicta? Invicta. Is that a band? I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I would have no thoughts on Invicta. I, if I, it's around, I have not heard it. Okay. And then uh, Calm Before the, the Swarm wants to know some hints about some future guests that you might have on the vault. Hmm. I'll tell you what, I'm, I, if, if the pandemic didn't have, I would have had the greatest guest ever in the vault. And I can't give it away because he's agreed to come in and do it. But uh, you guys are going to be blown when I bring him in. And I can't tell you who it is. 
and it's going to be so like, I would have never expected you to do this. And actually, it's really cool, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, I have Will Carroll coming in uh, next week, and we do have other people we're talking to. I'm going to have some uh, local bands come in. I'm going to do another local band thing. I promised Rick Unolt before the end of the summer, so I'm going to hold him to that. So he said he would do it. I was on a telephone call with him before I went live last time, and he said that he would. He lives, Rick lives about three hours north of where I do the vault at in Dublin, and so he would have to come down here basically for all the filming we would need to do. Rick would have to come down here and spend a full day, actually take a hotel because he could never get back in time and hang out, and that would be fun. But it's going to happen. It's definitely going. And I would love to get Mr. Holt in here, and we talked about it during the Bay Strikes Back, but then the pandemic happened, and then now we are, he's been feverishly writing. Is that right, Walt? He's writing, right? Yes, so, he is. So that's what we know. So we're going to just let him write, right, EXO fans? That's what we want. We're just going to leave him alone for right now. All right, Disaster Piece, favorite Exodus song of all time? Probably Deliver Us to Evil. But I mean, I, so many, and there's so many that I didn't sing on. There's stuff now that I'm singing at Duke's eras that I just really dig. I mean, it's like, you know, I love singing them. I think they're really good songs. There's some really so. good songs, really. really. And fun to sing, too, so. I'd like to see you do Downfall. I love that song. Yeah, it's a good song. All right, I did Funeral Hymn a couple of years ago in Europe on a summer tour. We'd never done it again, but we did. We opened with it. It was great. The Warpo Show, JC wants to know, uh, he wants another tour of your pot plant room. Huh. Your plants. I know your babies. They're your babies, right? They're huge right now. They're getting big. I will. I'll do a remote thing, and I'll put it on uh, my Instagram. So you keep going, JC, and keep the Warpo show warping. Are you a death metal fan like Autopsy, Death, Morbid Angel? Do you listen to any of that? The original stuff, yes. I'm not. Um, it's not and, I, and I have to be honest with you. There are many, many, many factions of metal. I'm not the biggest fan of every single faction of them. But I love every bit of metal. Because to me, it's 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 driving the force. I mean, thrash metal, glam metal, pop metal, metal core, uh, whatever it is that would type, you know, death metal, black metal. There's pieces of every bit of it that I love. Pieces of every bit, and and, and I always will. And if it's metal, I don't care if it's fucking hair metal. It's got the metal on it, and it's and it's pulling the charge. And you know, at this point in time, metal needs to stay strong. You stay strong by how. Stay in, in unity. Unity is strength in numbers and, and banding together. So as long as it's metal. All right. Some old schoolers here, Mike and Sherry Price. Uh, they went by Ruthie's Inn the other day. It's a church now. Yeah, it's gone through a lot of changes. It would be great to go in there. But uh, uh, producer Wayne keeps wanting to bring the vault on the road. And uh, we were going to set up a table right in front of... Um, Ruthie's in and do a show from there and have guests and come in, but we haven't done that yet. We're thinking about doing that. You can get away with it in Berkeley, right? Yeah, of course. Um, Matt Kemp, any consideration or plan for doing a whole album tour like playing all of Fabulous Disaster on these? That would be great. Uh, again, right now we're concentrating on writing new Exodus material, but not something that we would have posed to in the past. This summer, we were supposed to do one festival in Europe in the Dynamo, 
which is canceled now, but we were playing Bonded by Blood from top to bottom, and we have done that a few times before, but no other records. All right, Gear Holt, um, has Holt written any political stuff? I haven't seen anything lyrically, so I don't know. I don't I mean up to date. No, as far as I know, I haven't seen anything lyrically, so I don't know what he's, what things are. Uh, he told me the title of the album, and again, I I can't tell you that either. So, um, uh, uh, but I I I I don't know what we're going into. I'm sure when when it gets closer to the time of September, probably in August, I'll hear from him and we'll be talking about that. JC wants to know. What are your thoughts on musicians that blast political thoughts? I've noticed Exodus doesn't blast opinions about politics or religion. I think that everybody needs to, that it works for you. That's great. I don't like to preach. I'm a singer in a heavy metal band. What the hell makes me know more about politics than any of you guys or anybody else that reads the paper or watches the news? Why? Because we're on a pedestal and you get looked up to and so this is what I think I, I, I hate that mentality I hate that asshole mentality so I don't chime in on politics either way all I'll say and I've said this from again I'm proud to be an American citizen alright favorite Metallica album Ride the Lightning Ride the Lightning for sure um, I love the first one definitely but uh, Ride the Lightning for me the opening with Fight Fire with Fire which is my favorite Metallica song and, and just the album from top to bottom. Not saying that I didn't love Master, that I didn't even let that in, or those albums, you know, any of those records. I love them all, but to me, Ride the Lightning. All right, and uh, favorite guitarist? Favorite guitarist? Um, Gary Holt. Yeah, definitely <laughs> Gary Holt. Uh, when I was growing up, it was for me, it was Jimmy Page. I loved him. I just loved... Led Zeppelin, but I mean, I could go on. I love Blackmore. I love Shanker. You know what I mean? I love Uli Roth. I, I love so many. So many. Let's do one more, Walt. Yeah, it's 12.43, uh, and we've been on for 43 minutes, so we're wrapping it up. And any other questions? Well, we're going to wrap it. No, that's cool. Good. Thanks for everybody coming in. It was fun checking in with you guys. Good talking some, some live stuff. So uh, we'll do this from time to time, and... Um, Try to answer your questions the best we can and, uh, you know, let you guys know. As, of course, we get in the studio, I'm, I'm going to have the vault. I'm on my little camera that September. I've had in there. So, so and that's what it looks like. So, for me and Mr. Walter Morgan. Right on. Thanks for watching Zetro's Toxic Vault. And remember, drink Death Wish Coffee, right? That's right. Drink Death Wish Coffee.